The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and... We're in the midst of a series called Open Your Mind and Be Healed, uh, which is taken from the book Open Your Mind and Be Healed by uh, Johnny Coleman, who is the founder of Christ Universal Temple, which is now led by our senior minister, the Reverend Derek B. Wells. I did request that everyone who was following along with this series actually get the book Open Your Mind and Be Healed by Johnny Coleman, because I'm teaching it chapter by chapter. I've taken off a couple of weeks. And I want to make sure that we finish the book. I'm going to teach chapter three today, and I'm going to teach chapters four and five next week. After that, Unity Online Radio goes on its Christmas sabbatical, and the next class will be, or live class will be, excuse me, not class, episode or show will be January 14th. So we want to make sure we max this. And this is a very powerful book, and anyone that is working with Um, overcoming not just a quote-unquote physical health challenge, but anything that requires healing. Your finances might require healing. Your peace of mind might require healing. Your family situations, your job situations, etc. The idea that there's an aspect of you that's already perfect, whole, and complete is what this book is trying to present. And we have to align our thinking with what already is. We're not trying to make something. We're trying to get in alignment. We're trying to awaken. We're trying to realize the truth of who we are already. Now, one of the things that I recently uh, started was for those who don't live in the Chicagoland area or who don't attend Christ Universal Temple is I started a a, uh, CUT seven-day prayer challenge basically based upon the lesson that I uh, taught on December 7th. So I I will highly recommend that you get in contact with the Christ Universal Temple Bookstore and get that CD, get that video, et cetera, December 7th. The uh, the name of the lesson is The Messiah Idea and Ideal. The Messiah Idea and Ideal. You can go to the Christ Universal Temple Facebook page and follow along with the seven-day prayer challenge. There we're putting up weekly, excuse me, not weekly, daily uh, post to keep people in alignment with the prayer consciousness. So make sure you go to the Christ Universal Temple Facebook page. You'll know it because I don't have a picture of Reverend Wells and uh, it has a purple background. You'll see when you know, you, you'll see it and you'll know it because it'll have up to date modern post. Anyway, getting to it. Chapter three is on the thought connection. And what I like about this chapter, I'm not going to read all of the chapter, obviously, because that would take up the whole episode, is she reflects back on her initial working with overcoming what the world, what the doctors told her was an incurable disease and a six months, six month prognosis. In other words, based upon her diagnosis, she was given six months to live, and she talks about it on page 50 when she wrote, You see, I had only six months to live, 
in that old way of thinking about who I am, who God is, and my relationship to God. In one of my first classes, the instructor dropped a bombshell. You are the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. Thoughts of doom, negativity, jealousy, victimization, and unworthiness were the root cause of disease. Thus, disease was caused by wrong thoughts, beliefs, and opinions. Wow, she wrote. Now, this is a a, a tough statement. Now, you have to remember that Reverend Coleman is an old school New Thought minister and teacher, and therefore... They didn't really sugarcoat materials when they they said it the way they believed it. They taught it the way they believed it. And I don't have any argument with that. I also know that it's very difficult for people to wrap their brains around um, things showing up in the physical body being um, based upon thoughts and beliefs. What I try to explain to people is this, that. When you. When you're working with the power of the mind, the power of spiritual mind treatment, et cetera, the, the gist of it is this. Instead of getting caught up in the why, get caught up in the how can I transform this? How can I flip this? If, it's, if, if my consciousness produces form, if my consciousness creates my life experiences, then how can I, through the power of my mind, work with this experience and and accept the healing life of God and allow it to flow, therefore transforming what we would call sick, sick and disease cells into healthy, strong, vibrant cells? I think at times people get too caught up in what was I thinking or I wasn't thinking this or things of that nature. You know, there are many things that go along with the quote unquote human experience. But what I hope to get across to you and what Reverend Coleman got across to us when we were in sitting under her as she was active in ministry was you have the power to change it. See, we can get into arguments about, you know, heredity. We can get into arguments about, you know, culture and tradition and and uh, things that affect the health of the body. But when it's all said and done, when you're working with a health challenge in particular, you don't have a lot of time to debate the why. You have to get to the solution really quickly if you want to live a better life. Sometimes if you want to still express in a physical body. And sometimes we can get too caught up with statement absolute statements with i had this because of this or because grandmama had it or uh, because of this that and the other what she's saying is you can flip the script in your mind and not necessarily align your thinking with that which is not benefit you now what she had to do was accept accept that because she didn't know who she was spiritually, the human experience and the things of the human experience were about to check her out of her physical body. So she had to figure out a, a way to get connected consciously with what was already within her, what God placed within her, which we call the I am, the Christ, God's idea of itself. Your spiritual beingness, not just the human you with human parents with a genetic DNA pattern, with a with an ethnic background, with a gender, with a name, etc. Going back to Jeremiah chapter one verse five, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Who is the you that God knew before you were born? Again, before you had a name, 
before you had a gender, before you had a body, before you had anything that was connected to the human experience, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. That means there's an aspect of you and me and all of us that is spiritual, non-material. And when we can align our thinking with the wholeness of who we are in God, what we call healings can happen. This is why it's really important to get the thinking out of the old paradigms, the old context, and get it back in alignment with the truth of who we are. This is why H. Emily Cady says, unless it's in truth, every man believes himself to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. All suffering is the result of this belief. Now, when you take that statement and you put it with what Reverend Coleman is saying, then you get the gist of what she's saying. So if you just read the statement um, that uh, disease was caused by wrong thoughts, beliefs, and opinions, you'll start thinking, well, who's thinking cancer and who's thinking AIDS or whatever the quote-unquote illness is? That's not what she's saying From in a simplistic way. She's saying what Katie wrote. All men believe themselves to be in bondage to the flesh and the things of the flesh. All suffering is the result of this belief. This is the belief that we are disconnected from our good, disconnected from our wholeness, disconnected from our peace, disconnected from love, disconnected from abundance. That brings about the experience of suffering because belief is just what we accept to be true. What I'm saying to you today is there's an aspect of you that is already whole. And when we do the studying, when we do the prayer work, when we do the meditation, when we're sitting in the silence, when we're praying with others, what we're doing and taking classes and workshops, we're actually transforming the consciousness so it can't get in alignment with what already is. We are training the and purifying the subconscious mind through our denials and forgiveness work and release. So the free flow of God's perfect life, love, wisdom, power, and substance can work in our lives, but it requires your thinking to be in alignment to do it. You can't go where your mind won't take you. You can't outperform your own thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and conversation. So if you're thinking the problem, feeling the problem, believing the problem, talking about the problem and acting from the problem. Only thing you're going to get is more problem because where the attention goes, the power flows. I want you to make sure you get that. Where the attention goes, the power flows. That's why the Bible uh, says, I can't remember exactly the verse now. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. That matters. You have to affirm, uh, as, as the Apostle Paul wrote, calling those things that be not as though they were. You have to know in your soul, deep down in your soul, all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purposes. Now, you can't fake consciousness. So you can't just say, okay, make this a platitude and I'm just going to say it and think it's like a magic formula. This isn't Harry Potter. This is revelation and realization equals manifestation. You have to, it, what is revealed to you has to become real to you before it shows up in, t in your life. And when you're working with this concept of health and healing, it has to become real to you. Real to you. That's what she wrote. That's why she wrote this. That's why she asked people in the book on page 51 to affirm and repeat 10 times silently. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. What is she trying to do is get you to the place and get us to the place where we are exercising our power. We don't exercise it. At all. And when I mean at all, I don't mean that we don't exercise it at a level. But I use the analogy of a faucet. The water that's coming from the water department comes through the pipes of your house or apartment, 
and it comes to the faucet. Now, the water is always on. The faucet turns it off from expressing through in that particular sink, but the water is always on. When you turn the faucet, the faucet allows a certain amount of water to come out, and that's only determined by how you utilize the faucet. Now, let's use this analogy. If the water department is God, but the faucet is your thinking, your context, your paradigm, that means that depending on how you think determines how much water, how much good comes out of the faucet. So we have the ability to say no to our good. We have the ability to have a drip when we can have an outpouring. You know, there's some sinks, you know, if it's clogged up, it might not flow out properly. What I want you to get is your thinking is the faucet. And the amount of good that comes out of your thinking is determined by how you think. That's why you have to know for yourself, I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. Over and over, over and over, over and over, over and over again. How many times? Seven times, 77. Jesus was asked by Peter, how many times shall my brother offend me and I forgive him? Seven times, which Peter thought was pretty righteous. And Jesus said, no, not seven times, but seven times, 77. In other words, as long as it takes. This is your transformation that we're talking about. This is your transformation. So let us be mindful of what we're actually working with. We're working with the power that can create a physical human being from an egg cell and a sperm cell colliding. And in that collision, the, the, your eye color, the color of your skin, your organs, and all of that stuff is in the intelligence of something that's microscopic. We're talking about the same intelligence that creates universes, that keeps the earth just close enough to the sun where it keeps us warm but doesn't burn us up. We're talking about the same universe that has so many forms of life and expression and planets and suns and stars and all it was suns and stars are the same thing. But you get my point. Solar systems within galaxies is the same intelligence that works through your mind. The same intelligence that knows how to heal the scratch without you having to put attention on that scratch is the same intelligence that could heal lungs and hearts and bodies and blood and hair and skin or whatever. But I'm the thinker who thinks the thought that makes the thing. Now, if any of you all would like to call in, you can call in and ask me a question or make a comment. The number is 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Also remember that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Make sure you go and like that page, share it with others uh, so we can get the word out. Also remember that this show is offered via iTunes and Stitcher podcast for free. So you can download these shows anytime you want to your mobile devices and and take Truth Transforms on the road with you. We're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transform. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world.
If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm in the midst of teaching the book, Open Your Mind to Be Healed, by uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. I'm on page 52 now called Be Ye Transformed, which is based upon the scripture. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove the perfect, good, and acceptable will of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which I call the New Thought Scripture, because it really tells the story that all transformation starts from the renewal, the renewing or the renewal of your mind, of your thinking. So she writes on page 52, the power of thought is the highest power given to us. You can choose. I just want to stop right there. You can choose. Now, what comes after that is what to think and what not to think. But the power to choose is so powerful because the power to choose means you get to decide. You get to name it. You have the power to call it what you desire. As Joseph told his brothers after he was sold into slavery, sold um, slave in Potiphar's house, jailed and et cetera. And then he worked his way out of that to become second only to the Pharaoh in Egypt. When his brothers found out that Joseph was still alive and what and was apologetic about what they did, basically leave, leaving him to die. He told his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Now, that does not mean that God wanted him to go to, to, to be left for dead, sold into slavery, uh, then imprisoned to make his way to get to Pharaoh's house. What that means is you get to decide and name it what it is for you. You can give it an empowering context or you can allow yourself to be disempowered. You can allow yourself to be victimized by what you're going through. He decided to empower himself with it. God meant it for good. So if nothing else, it woke him up. It made him realize what he needed to do. It made him focus on his gift and his gift made a way for him. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes when we're going through things, it's our desire to be free from suffering that leads us to say, okay, let me work with this truth. Let me find out more about this spirituality. Let me find out more about my relationship with God. So, You know, if some of us, (laughs) you know, how I want to say this nicely, if we didn't go through some of the things we've been through, we wouldn't be the people that we are today. Not saying that that situation and experience was divinely ordained. What I'm saying is because of it, we woke up because of it. We focused. Because of it, we got on our quote-unquote P's and Q's. We got busy working on our truth. 
and the results were and are a different person. Back to the book. She writes, unlike other creations, you can choose to accept direction from your indwelling Christ or disavow your true nature. And this means that we can work from our intuitive nature. We can work from our spirituality or we can disavow it and work completely from the intellect. Now, the intellect is a beautiful thing, but it has a role. Human understanding is a beautiful thing, but it has a role. The role of it is to to work under the spiritual understanding. It's the intellectual understanding is great. The will is great, but it's supposed to work in alignment with the spirit. Therefore, the spirit gives the instruction, the intellect puts it together. But what ends up happening is the intellect can run wild and what ends up happening is we, we can, <laughs> let's, let's just talk factually, not spiritually, quote unquote, but just factually for a moment. The intellect has created weapons of mass destruction that go well beyond our ethics to have them. You know, right now, Several countries could blow up the earth 25 times in a row. So to be able to have abilities without the morality, without the ethics matters. So this is why the spirituality is needed, because if not power in that sense, not quote unquote omnipotence, but I'm talking about human power and authority. Pseudo power, as I like to call it, can be misused, abused, and abusive to people that are quote unquote under the foot of folks. Now, the moment people realize that they don't have to be under the foot of people is when societies change. But the point that I'm trying to get across is this it doesn't make a difference what we do if. We are not coming out of the context of love and wisdom because love and wisdom are a package deal. They work together because you should be wise in your handlings of everything and you should do it in the context of love. And love does not mean be a, become a doormat. Love just means that you're, you're using the universal magnet of good to draw onto you. It also means that you're kind. It also means you're compassionate. That also means you're cooperative and not cooperative with mess. Cooperative with the harmony within your own soul, which means you don't seek outer conflict because you have inner conflict. Again, the thought connection. She goes on to say in the book. When you realize that thought is your connecting link to God and to the kingdom of heaven, you become the master that you were created to be. Mm, my thought is connected. My thought is connected to God and to the king and to the kingdom. And then she goes on and she quotes Charles Fillmore when he wrote many years ago, probably almost 100 years ago on page 53. We have no independent mind. There's only universal mind, but we have consciousness in that mind and we have control over that consciousness. We have control over our own thoughts and our thoughts make up our consciousness. So when Fillmore right there is no independent mind. What he was trying to say is we're all a part of or connected to universal or divine mind. And we have the activity of awareness or consciousness within that one mind. Just like there's one life, but many expressions of the one life. There's one mind, but many expressions of the one mind. One source, but many expressions of the one source. See, I want to make sure that you don't get caught up in the in the words without realizing you can have life. I can have life. Your cat can have life. Your dog can have life. The butterfly can have life. And no matter how much life they use, it doesn't affect your life. But where does all life come from? God, because God is life. Therefore, we're all expressions of the one life. 
that we call God. And since we are expressions of the one life that we call God, that means we have access to the allness of that life, not just a part. See, when you realize that you are God's idea of itself, that's what it means to be the image likeness. That means you have access to the allness. Not to, to just a little bit. You have access to the allness. All the life that you can understand and utilize. All the substance that you can understand and utilize. All the love that you can understand and utilize. All the wisdom that you can understand and utilize. I just want you to get that. All the power that you can understand and utilize. See, our demonstrations are never about God. Our demonstrations are solely dependent on our individual and collective consciousness. In other words, my individual life and my own experiences based upon my own beliefs and my actions that correspond with those beliefs. And then there's the collective consciousness as a society that we either work with consciously or unconsciously because when you don't make a choice, that's a choice. For instance, when we say to people, when you don't vote, that's a vote. You've made a choice. Well, in that choice, you've also helped create a consciousness. And you've also helped sustain a consciousness as well. In other words, if you want change in your in your community, you want change in your city, you want change in your county, you want change in your state, you want change in your country, but you're not willing to make a stand for that change and do some of the responsible things that citizens do to make sure that change happens, then that choice is a choice for things to remain the same or get worse. If a person's in a bad situation, an unproductive situation, whether that's a relationship, a work environment, or whatever, neighborhood, what are you going to do? You got to use your thought and think your way out of it, then take your body and your experiences with you. This is, what this, is, this is what it's about, training and understanding what you're connected to. So she writes on page 53, you are threefold in nature, spirit, soul, body. The soul of you is your mind or consciousness. Your mind has a threefold structure, superconscious mind or Christ mind, conscious mind or intellect, and subconscious mind or creative mind. So that's her way of explaining how to work it. The superconscious mind or the Christ mind is the God mind in you, the where the inspiration, where, where you get in tune with the life, love, wisdom, power, and substance of God, where you work with the attributes and aspects of God, where the perfect divine ideas of God rest within you. I call the superconscious mind the hookup because when I'm hooked up, when I'm in tune consciously with the superconscious or Christ mind, life flows. I'm in harmony with spirit because the superconscious mind in me knows I'm one with God. Already knows it. So when I do my prayer work and when you do your prayer work, your prayer work and your meditation work is to get you in alignment with this higher awareness within you that we call the Christ mind. So the conscious mind is pivotal. It can go to the superconscious mind or Christ mind for inspiration, for power. Or it could go to the subconscious mind or whatever Coleman's calling creative mind in here to find out what our beliefs are, our attitudes, our memories, etc. What, what does our past experience, what do my past experiences say about this experience? So we can plug out of our past, out of our knowledge base uh, from the subconscious mind or what are our emotions around it, which can really trip us up. The conscious mind also points outside of you. So what does the world say about this? Now, 
what I like to get across is since the conscious mind is pivotal, the superconscious mind is always right. Subconscious mind, it's a coin toss. The world, it's a coin toss. Go back to spirit. And then work from there. Now, when you go back to spirit, then you can work with what the world says, what your knowledge base gives you. So, for instance, say, for instance, you're an electrician and you're trying to figure out a problem and you're looking at it. You've had the training. You're really good at what you do. And you check with the world, what the world says. And then you check with the, uh, your, your experience out of your subconscious mind and you can't figure out. And all of a sudden you get still. Okay, God revealed to me. I know that it's a way to do this. And all of a sudden, ideas start coming. Do this, connect this, this, connect this with that, put this together, et cetera. Call this person. They have some access and resources, et cetera. And you call that person. They tell you, do this, 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 and this. Oh, yeah, okay. And then that sparks other thoughts. And next thing you know, just from the getting still, you have an answer to something that previously you couldn't figure out. And sometimes you, you create a solution to a world problem. You know, as I mentioned, um, you know, I mentioned something to somebody yesterday at, at church and he looked at me and said, you should do it. You know, I was like, you know, we should do X, Y, and Z. You know, somebody ought to do X, Y, and Z. And I was talking about some type of spiritual program. And he looked at me and was like, yeah, that's somebody is you and start rubbing his beard. Because at times, the the solution to what you're seeing as a problem is within your soul to produce. So, and you don't know what you might spark. Rosa Parks didn't know what she was going to spark when she said, I'm not getting out of my seat in the front of this bus. But she created a shift in consciousness that sparked leaders to say, you know what, we're going to take a stand on this. And we're not going to ride these buses anymore and be, uh, told that we can't ride where we want to ride. We can pay, but we can't sit where we want to pay. We have to go to the back. No, that means that we'll walk in dignity instead of riding in shame. And many times in life, we will ride along with stuff in shame instead of standing on our dignity. We'll allow people to to manipulate and influence us to do things that are outside our morality, our ethics, our integrity, because we want them or we want the position or we want the money or we want the fame or we want the attention so bad. But again, I'm just thinking who thinks the thought that makes the thing. So when that happens, guess what? I'm putting myself in a position to where I'm not working in alignment with the truth of who I am. All right. So we're coming up on our last break. Again, I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to call me if you so desire to, to make a comment or ask a question. 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Again, also remember that uh, Unity Online Radio is supported by your donations. So as you freely give, excuse me, freely receive, please freely give. If you're listening to this podcast via iTunes or Stitcher or somebody sent you the link, you can go to um, unity.fm to and click the donate button and help support this online ministry that goes all around the world. We don't know where these podcasts, we know where they end up because they get downloaded. But I mean, from the standpoint of we don't know who they're helping. People are listening to these shows in in Asia and Europe and Central and South America. We don't know, but we do know this. Truth transforms. So we'll be right back in a few minutes. What if you could transform your finances and energy level? Go from lack to loss, from low energy to high energy. What if it only took five minutes every day? Would you do it? Shift your patterns by listening to Jane's daily inspiring and life-changing messages. Join her global community online at www.ultimateprosperityplanners.com. Prosperity Jane, your personal prosperity cheerleader. 
What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Getting back to Reverend Coleman's book. She writes on page 56. After the shock of finding out that my thoughts shaped my life, I learned that there is nothing to be healed, only God to be revealed. In other words, to allow free expression of the perfect Christ mind that exists within me and within you. Because thought is your connecting link to God, it is through daily prayer and meditation that you return to your Father's house. Now, Father's house is in quotation marks. In other words, that awareness, that consciousness. She goes on to write by By turn within, we mean centering your thoughts on the one power, the one presence, the omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient God. Okay, so anytime you hear the term turn within, it means centering your thoughts on the one power, the one presence, the omnipotent, the omnipresent, and the omniscient God. With your thoughts centered on God, you can only demonstrate in your life the nature of God, the absolute good. Often I do not name maladies, she says, such as cancer, arthritis, etc., because I don't want these names to become a part of my consciousness. Instead, I created a word like bonkers of the conkers. Uh, and she would say that all the time, by the way. She would never say the name of illnesses. She would always say bonkers of the conkers. The reason being is names, words have uh, meaning. So if a person says dog, you get the image of dog. They say cat, you pull up the image of cat. If I tell you, don't think about the Statue of Liberty, the first thing that comes up in your mind is the Statue of Liberty. So we tell people, don't think about your cancer. The first thing that comes in mind is their uh, illness. So what she's saying is, by, by refusing to use the words, she was shifting her consciousness to work with the healing. In other words, I'm going to talk about and focus on my wholeness and using words that have meaning. So when you start using words like, you know, my spiritual wholeness, my peace, love, the I am in me is perfect health and strength in every cell of my body or et cetera. What you're doing is reconditioning the subconscious mind. You're giving a different pattern to reproduce. Now you have to remember you're already perfect, whole and complete spiritually, but what we have to do is accept it mentally. So part of accepting it mentally is making sure that the subconscious mind is working with a pattern that's in alignment with the perfect pattern. So when the subconscious mind is being it has accepted beliefs that the, that the world and tradition and heredity has given it, then it has to shift and start to accept the truth about our spiritual heredity, our spiritual DNA. What did I inherit from God? I inherited God's ideas. 
I inherited God's attributes. I inherited God's aspects. If God is spirit, I am spirit. If God is love, I am love. If God is life, I am life, et cetera, et cetera. So to start actually thinking about your spiritual heredity instead of physical heredity means that you are working with it differently. Now, let me be clear about this. I'm not telling anybody out there that's listening to me not to go to the doctor. I'm not telling anybody to stop taking their medicine. I'm not telling anybody not to work with your uh, medical professionals. I'm saying, along with what you do in wisdom, work with the spirit and see how it works. See, I, you know, one of the beautiful things that I love about Charles Fillmore is he wrote one time that we don't ask you to believe anything that you can't practically demonstrate in your life. So if any quote unquote human being has ever received a healing through spiritual means, that means it's possible for all human beings because it's a principle behind it. It's not magic. It's not supernatural elitism where, where, you know, God blesses me because I'm so sweet and good. No. It has everything to do with consciousness. My thought connection. If anybody has ever received a healing via spiritual means, it is possible that everyone can. If anybody has ever been prospered and became wealthy through the application of spiritual principles, that means that it is possible that anyone can. But can you accept that to be true for you? Can you accept that you can be healed? Can you accept that you get to say what it is in your life? As the old New Thought writers used to say, that you are a co-creator with God. Can you accept that? It's a responsibility that goes along with that. But the power is in you and you only to change your life, transform your life. Now, That doesn't mean that a person of a highly elevated consciousness cannot help support you and maybe even see you through an experience. I believe in that. But that's not a forever thing. If you're living off of somebody else's consciousness, it's for a very short time. You have to get it for yourself. Jesus might have raised Lazarus, but Lazarus had to stare down that tomb again. And you might be able to live under and work under a spiritual giant. But eventually you have to know it for yourself. Reverend Coleman used to say in a humorous way, stand up on your own two big spiritual feet. Stand up on your own two big spiritual feet. Stand up on your own, two big spiritual feet, and affirm your health. If you're working with a health challenge right now, you're listening to this, I'm going to give you the number to the CUT prayer line, and I want you to call and pray with them. Ask them to pray with you for your health. 773-568-1111.
and pray with somebody that can see the real you. The you that was formed before you were formed in your mother's womb. That's what this is really about. And I really want you to get this because it makes a difference. All right. She goes on to say, you may feel that your physical challenge, bottom of page 56, top of page 57, you may feel that your physical challenge is of such a magnitude that you cannot possibly focus on God. Friend, you can. You are God in all of his magnificence. Even when your body is in pain, know that ye are God's. As you gain a deeper understanding of the role that thought plays in your life, controlled thinking will become a lifestyle rather than an occasional exercise. In that last sentence, she gave the whole key. As you gain deeper understanding of the role of thought that thought plays in your life, controlled thinking, that's the key term, controlled thinking, we become a lifestyle rather than an occasional exercise are you an occasional spiritual thinker or has it become a lifestyle for you yet are you a person who minds quick your mind quickly goes to spiritual principles or do you get caught up in your emotions are you looking at the lack or looking at the source Are you focusing on what's not working right in your body? Are you praising and thanking God for what is currently working right and thanking God for the divine order of that which seemingly isn't working properly? I am the thinker who thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. It's so high, you can't get over it. So low, you can't get under it. When you realize that life is consciousness, you will become very clear about why you can't afford the luxury of negative thinking. You can't afford it. The stakes are too high. What are the stakes? Your life. The well-being of your life is determined by how you think. Therefore, you can't afford the luxury of negative thinking. You can't afford the luxury of staying down in the dumps. We're going to have our emotional moods and things of that nature and highs and lows at times, but you can't get stuck there. And eventually you'll get to the place that where things that used to trip you up only give you a moment to pause and say, no, you're not going to get me. I'm going to keep my mind stayed on the truth. As scripture says, I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Keep your mind stayed on God. Keep your mind on God. No matter what. Also, just remember that Christ Universal Temple has a website, www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org. Go on the website. You can watch it on the multimedia page, previous lesson sermons by Reverend Wells and other ministers at Christ Universal Temple. You can hear some music. and You can find out more about the Christ Universal Temple ministry. So make sure that you stay connected in consciousness to all the things that are going in the direction that you want to go. You are the thinker who thinks the thought that makes the thing. So my time is up. God bless you.
And I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirituality into your own hands? Bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path? Do you cross the boundary between religion and science? Or between religions themselves? Do you like a dose of humor with your truth seeking? If you answered yes, you're what we call a holy rascal. Join Rabbi Rami Shapiro for How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central. Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words. God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel, and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Is the world we live in making you ill? Fast food, junk food, feeling overwhelmed, not enough time? People are stressed, anxious, overweight, depressed, and have numerous health issues that are being treated with pills. There really is a way to get back to good health without the use of medication, and it's not rocket science or hard work. Primary brain repair is a simple, natural method developed by Dr. Suka that can give you relief from your symptoms and help prevent long-term health problems. You can have more energy and a release from pain and suffering, along with a new joyful sense of self, increasing your physical, emotional, and spiritual health. It's called Wellness Simplified. Join Dr. Suka on Fridays at 3 p.m. Central Time and learn more about her healing method. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real.
Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.